Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today. And now your host, Eric Dye. This is Eric Dye, and once again, welcome to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Joining us today on the program, we have Sarah M. Worthy, the CEO at DoorSpace, the company delivering cutting-edge talent development software through their innovative cloud-based platform. And Sarah, thanks for joining us here today on Enterprise Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. You're certainly more than welcome. Great to have you on the program. Looking forward to hearing about DoorSpace. So for starters and in your view, what are the most significant limitations or shortcomings of current HR technologies and how do these challenges signal a need for disruption in this field? Let's start there. Yeah, so that's a great question. And I appreciate that you you start with that um, because it's a lot of what I, I talk about. There are a couple of big shortcomings that I want to highlight. There are some other ones, but but there's two big ones that are blind spots today in most HR departments. And the first one is just the age of, of the, the technology as well as the processes these technologies are, are built to manage. Um, they're, they're very old. When you think about even Workday, and I, I don't mean to disparage Workday, it's a great product, but it it isn't necessarily built for the future of knowledge work, for example. It's really built, you know, it, it's from the early 2000s, so it's more than a 20-year-old piece of technology uh, at its underlying architecture. It wasn't designed for the, what we what we have today technology-wise. And then even at its core, it's designed to help support HR and workforce processes that are from 1950s era management textbooks. Um, across, especially across the American workplace, but this is another place too, we really haven't updated and our workforce today looks dramatically different than what it did 20, 50 years ago, but we're still using the, the same uh, practices and processes in HR to manage employees. And so I think that's one of the big shortcomings is just how do we figure out how to take out and, and build you know new processes in HR and new technologies to manage those processes that support knowledge work instead of industrial era labor. And then um, with the second shortcoming that I want to highlight, it, it's that these HR technology tools were built for HR. And that this sounds a little funny when I say it, but but I, what I mean by that is today HR is transforming as a profession. Its role in the organization is moving from one where it was there for employee and workforce compliance and regulation and checking boxes, and now it's more in an employee support and development and retention role. And as as HR is making that shift. It needs access and it needs to be able to utilize and work with employees across that employee's individual journey through their day and through their career, not just manage HR tasks. And HR systems create these silos. They, are, they don't connect across the employee's journey through their career and they don't provide all those touch points. So they don't necessarily connect on scheduling. They don't measure how much extra paperwork or how long it's taking for an employee to get through a, you know, an administrative task before they can get to the productive work. There's just a lot of things that, that they're not designed to do outside of the HR department. And so I think as, as HR is starting to move across, much like we've seen with sales and marketing and how you know they're using uh, CRMs to centralize 
centralize and, and collaborate and see customer data, not just at the first point of entry for a sale with that organization, but also as they come in for customer support, as they read different assets and so forth. We need we need technology in HR that allows HR to, to look at employees and employee data the same way. Certainly some helpful information to get things underway here today. Now, taking that even further, how do you envision the future of HR technology? Uh, What key features or innovations do you believe will be critical in the next generation of HR tech solutions? Yeah, I like so so you know it, it's, it, I think it's a great question because I don't like to just come and say look all the stuff we have is old and needs to be thrown out. Um, what 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 does that mean? We need to replace it with. I think that's great. I think we need to look at tools that are looking at people data and finding ways to help provide personalized employee experiences. Uh, we need to go beyond en- engagement surveys. Engagement is a vanity metric. And HR professionals, they need better tools that help them bring this people to data together, that help them look and understand how their employees uh, work together as teams, what kinds of training is most impactful for generating better work outcomes so they can be more strategic in developing employees. And they need to be looking at this at a top-down level. So this is something that not just the CHRO needs access to, but again, it, you know, there's there's other executives, especially the CEO, that need to be involved because they're going to be able to start measuring and looking at what the, the daily cultural pulses of an organization. Um, we're, we're getting very good at, at leveraging this data when we have it, but HR up until this point hasn't really been a very data-centric organization. So I think that that's, that's where HR is having to head now, and I, I'm really excited to see as we do that with HR. I think they've been traditionally afraid of being data-driven as the, the people side of business, um, but you know more and more especially with AI this last year, what we're able to, to measure and see, we're, we're learning how data is able to help in a manager inform, be, be more informed and better support each individual employee and, and meet those personalized needs they have because that's ultimately what makes an employee feel valued and want to stay with that organization. And certainly a lot to look forward to in these regards, speaking of HR tech and the HR tech industry. And speaking of which, how do you think emerging technologies like AI, ML, and blockchain could potentially disrupt and transform the HR tech industry? Talk to, a, excuse me, talk to us about that from that angle. Absolutely. So I, I'm happy to speak of this. I won't, I won't go into depth on it, but I, I will say I don't believe blockchain is probably going to do much disruption in, in HR. Quite honestly, I, I used to at the beginning, but the more I got into it the more I, I just don't know that there's a lot of relevant need for it. And you don't necessarily need to, you, know, you don't, you don't necessarily throw a tank at a, a problem you can solve with a knife as maybe the saying goes. Um, and, and, but with AI and machine learning, the, where it's going to transform HR, I am super excited. You know, as I talked about earlier, um, HR traditionally has been a lot of box checking, you know, compliance, you know, making sure things that were required to be done were done. And that is a fantastic, uh, task to give over to machine automation. And so we're seeing a lot of advancement and it, that the way it kind of went overnight where we didn't have this really great AI, suddenly we did, um, that's only gonna accelerate. It's going to improve dramatically over the next uh, two to five years. Uh, and I see HR being able to hand off a lot of that compliance box checking and that frees up their time 
to now go and build the relationships with their people to start learning and using these new data centric uh, tools, looking at employee experience. Employee experience is a relatively new concept. It is less than 20 years old. So, so again, it's, it's even younger than, than our oldest, uh, you know, some of these older HR systems. And we, we're still learning as, you know, across every industry, um, what does an employee experience strategy look like? There's, it's obviously not going to be identical for every business and every every industry, and so I think we need to be using AI machine learning to liberate the time for HR professionals so they can go out and start, you know, experimenting and, and discovering what we can do with employee data and with AI machine learning using that data to to tackle these these turnover problems, these burnout problems, better manage our workforces and and build you know build our, our future talent that we need um, in an environment now that is requiring constant reskilling. Really do appreciate your feedback in those regards and uh, certainly appreciate also your joining us here today. We're speaking with Sarah M. Worthy. She is the CEO at DoorSpace, the company delivering cutting edge talent development software through their innovative cloud-based platform. And she's joined us here today on Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN the Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, continuing on, can you identify specific areas within HR operations such as recruitment, employee engagement, performance management, for examples, that are most in need of innovation and why? So I would say the the entire department is in need of innovation. Um, when HR, you know, it's easy to say, to say they're, they're shifting from compliance kind of a compliance focus to a people focus, but that's really challenging. And I'm, I've spent my career up, up until DoorSpace working with customer and user data and understanding and, and innovating in the experience space there. So I, I know the day-to-day trial and error process that HR professionals are facing, and that's going to touch on every, every part of their process. And especially as organizations focus on retention and developing teams, there's going to be a lot more of a a university type environment that needs to have space created inside some of these organizations um, because it is going to be continuous learning. So I think think across the board, we're going to see that. Um, The one area, uh, I'll, I'll just restate that I think every healthcare leader and every HR leader needs to be prioritizing in 2024 is employee experience. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time for an organization, especially these large organizations, to figure out what their right employee experience strategy looks like and to learn these things. And if you aren't starting now, um, then the peop- the companies that do are the ones that are going to be leading in your in your market and you'll be falling behind in five years. Yeah, that certainly is a wake-up call right there. Good information. Now, implementing new technologies often meets resistance in organizations. What strategies do you think are effective in encouraging the adoption of innovative HR tech solutions in traditional business environments? Uh, get into that a little bit, if you would. So, um, I, I think that's it's obviously a I think it, anyone who's at a tech company like me right now is like, oh, yeah, that's, that's so true, especially where I am in healthcare. And what we do at DoorSpace and what I found over my career is is the most successful route that a technology company can do is is education through thought leadership. Um, And it's really important. I've had a few conversations actually just in the last few weeks with founders about this. You, You can't go up 
in and write blog posts and do thought leadership talks when you're pitching and demoing your product. You're not you're not educating people about your technology. When I say that, you're educating them about these issues. So, for example, we talk a lot and we offer free webinars. We we do um, executive uh, dinners and lunches where we go and we educate. And we bring other experts out to talk about employee experience and people data and how to use predictive analytics and AI to to look at your workforce and understand these types of decisions. We educate them on what they need to know so that when they're evaluating technologies, they understand how they're solving business problems that they need to solve with these technologies. Um, but I would say for, for me, especially in the healthcare space, but for many companies in the enterprise tech space, and the, the other alternative view I wanna offer, because I know you have people who are these executives in these organizations making these decisions, and it's really important that big organizations buying from innovative technology companies look at how they can streamline their processes and how they can help make it easier to bring in that startup. A lot of these big organizations have policies that prohibit them from actually being innovative. If your vendor process for having a technology comes in requires that that company has, you know, five or 10 million in business insurance and five years experience and, you know, 10 clients and is at least X million in revenue, then you're not an innovative company because you're not buying technology until it's five or 10 years old because of your process, right? If you can't bring a company in when they, they're first launching their tech, if you look at like AI, for example, if you haven't started bringing in AI into your company in some fashion to start understanding and evaluating it and using it, it by now we're only a year in you're behind and i think anyone can tell you're behind and next year you're going to be even further behind and so when you have a process that doesn't let you buy innovative technology until it's five years old sure you're not buying innovative technology anymore so i think i think that side is is really crucial to this process as well um both both the com the tech company needs to educate on on how how businesses can solve their problems with these tools more effectively. Um, and in companies uh, buying this technology, they need to do their part on their end um, to, to accelerate their buying process if they actually want to be innovative. Once again, Sarah, certainly do appreciate your joining us here today on behalf of DoorSpace and sharing your expertise and insight with us here today. If listeners wanted to get more information on DoorSpace, where's the best place online to do so? I would love for y'all to come find me on LinkedIn and start a conversation. Um, you just can usually search me, but it's the LinkedIn slash in Sarah Worthy. I'll, I can make sure you have the links. Our website is Doorspace Inc. Inc. Like Incorporated. Um, dot com. So you can find DoorspaceInc.com if you want to go view that. And we have an app for individual doctors and nurses who just want to manage their clinician, uh, their credentials and licensure. Uh, it's all free. It's on, on both the app stores. You just look Google DoorSpace. And, of course, all links will be included within the show notes of this broadcast for your convenience. Sarah, all the best. And, again, we thank you for joining us here today on Enterprise Radio. Thank you, Eric. Have a wonderful afternoon. And you as well. Again, we've been speaking with Sarah M. Worthy, the CEO at DoorSpace, the company delivering cutting-edge talent development software through their innovative cloud-based platform. And for all the details, visit DoorSpace, Inc., Com. And this is Eric Dye, and you've been listening to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24-7 around the world 
at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio, as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the ePodcast Network.